If you need a laugh, here on your behalf It's Batmates, are we fighting crime? Or just wasting time? It's Batmates, lunch, boom, crash, kapow Stream a download, holy cow You can stop listening now to Batmates Because we're Batmates Hello and welcome to Batmates, the only Batman podcast that unequivocally believes that Lex Luthor should be impeached. My name is Becca, and I think polka dots go with everything. My name is Josh, and let's get to the point. <laughs> this podcast is about Polka Dot Man. It is, you know. Actually, Mr. Polka Dot. Mr. Polka Dot, but he will be known in future things as Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we are covering him is because he does appear in the upcoming uh, The Suicide Squad movie, <laughs> which I believe probably ties into The Batman. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Maybe. I don't you know, they're doing all, they're all the, doing all the, the's. I don't the. know. No, it's just because they're sick of doing, like, twos. They can't be like, Suicide Squad 2, because I want you to kind of forget that Suicide Squad 1 was a thing. Yeah, they don't want you to watch that terrible movie. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's going to be in The Suicide Squad, which is a movie coming out this August, directed by James Gunn, and it's got all your favorites. Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker, Weasel, uh, Bloodsport. Ratcatcher. Harley Quinn. Um, you know, lots of people that you do know and love. Actually, so I was looking through because I, okay, so what we're going to do in the upcoming weeks is not full episodes about these characters, uh, because, you know, besides Polka Dot Man, none of them are really Silver Age villains, or if they are, they're not Batman villains. In fact, a majority of them seem like they debuted in the 80s, which is probably when James Gunn was reading them as like a child. Mm. And you also Um, said a lot of them are Flash villains, too. A lot of them are Flash villains, a bunch of Aquaman villains. Um, so what we're going to do in upcoming weeks is probably just like little segments about each one. If we come up with a cute name for it, I don't know, like Suicide Squad Roundup. Squad Goals. Squad, squad Goals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 In future weeks, this, this segment will be called Squad Goals. And it'll be little overviews of the B characters from the Suicide Squad who you've never heard of because no one's ever heard of any of them. They've never really been That's anything. not true. I've heard of Ratcatcher before. Ratcatcher 2? No. Well, Ratcatcher 2 is the one who's in this. Uh, it's different from regular Ratcatcher. Okay. She's a girl. <laughs> that, um, that's the big difference. No, I've never heard of any of them except for King Shark and Harley. Um... And that's only because King Shark was in, like, the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, honestly. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was also in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I liked him in that. Where John Constantine is, like... Was like Used his, to date him. <laughs> his former lover or yeah, something. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. He and Harley make a good pair. I hope that he actually lives Con- through the Constantine? Movie. No, um, oh, King Shark oh, King and Harley. Shark. Yeah. Uh, I want them to, they should, wait, did they make a Constantine, like, movie or TV series or something? I think they did. There's a movie starring Keanu Reeves. And it's called Constantine? Mm-hmm. And it's based on the DC guy? Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, seen it. Mm. I don't think it's a really faithful adaptation. Oh, uh, okay. But I'm not sure. Okay. Um, no, but I really like uh, King Shark and Harley as a pair. James Gunn has kind of teased, like, oh, there's so many characters. You just know that a bunch of them are going to die pretty early. Yeah. But I kind of hope that King Shark stays through most of the movie. (laughs) Um, For sure, Polka Dot Man is expendable. Yeah, we're probably not going to see too much of Polka Dot Man. But I still want to talk about him because this comic is really funny. (laughs) And um, 
I don't know. The actor who plays him has been in a lot of great things, and I have a theory that this is going to be his breakout year. He's either going to become like an A-lister after uh, he's going to be in... Polka Dot Man or the actor? The actor. <laughs> um, he's going to be in in the Suicide Squad, and then later he's going to be in uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune as a pretty important character. Mm. So if not his breakout year, it'll at least be the, the year that people point to him and they're like, oh, hey, look, it's that guy. Said actor from that thing. He was in that thing. Yeah. So Although he's been like in a, a lot of stuff. Like he's been in Ant-Man. He was in Dark Knight. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. We'll save it for Rogue Roundup. Okay. We'll talk about the character and the actor. Um, but first we're going to do a little Batman news. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, DC Future State. Because we've started reading comics. Yeah. We're comic like, podcasters. Like, and now we read comic books. N- like modern, actual, coming out, recently comics. Yeah. We've been to the comic book store twice in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 bought real actual hold in your hand comics and they're expensive let me tell you what yeah we're going to hear a little bit about that a little later but yep. <laughs> These comics are quite expensive, yeah. especially, what is it? The Batman one is like $8. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one that I bought? I think that we didn't buy the Justice League one. But oh, that is that one, one also like $8? Was probably, yeah, because I know that one's like three stories. Oh, wait, was it, is there one that's like 12 bucks? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't see. But, oh yeah, so this is a villain's podcast, uh, Batman-focused podcast. We talk about Silver Age Silver Age stuff. Comics. And we're engaged, so that's the mate's part. Yeah. I'm glad we, five minutes in, told them five what, what in. it was about. This is not, in fact, a Suicide Squad podcast, at least not yet. Um, but yeah, okay, so yeah, just to wrap that segment up, in future weeks, we'll talk a little bit more on our Squad Goals podcast within a podcast. Um, but yeah, none of them really tie into our oeuvre, besides Polka Dot Man, so we're kicking it off with him. Um, so future first, State, yeah, Future, future state. state. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Future State. Okay, so... You have the list of them there, so I'll let you run through them and then I'll, I'll interject. Yeah, I'm only going to talk about the ones that are like tangentially either like Bat Family related or like Batman Universe related. Okay. Um, so next Batman, that's like the big one that came out the very first week. It's this, you know, big overarching storyline. Some of the Future State comics are only going to be two issues. This one's four issues. So I like it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little weird that they're hiding who the next Batman is, especially since it's kind of leaked. Like you just sort of look up like, who's the next Batman? And it'll be like, oh, it's like... Tim this, Fox. This guy. Oh, you're going to yeah. spoil it. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Um, so it's uh, Tim Fox, who is Lucius Fox's son. But they make you think it's... Uh, Luke Fox. Luke Fox, who's who, Batwing. Yeah, used to be Batwing. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Well, second Batwing, I think. Because the first Batwing was in Africa, and yeah. then Luke Fox took over mm-hmm. the mantle uh, in Gotham, right? Like, mm-hmm. Batwing was, like, part of Batman Inc., which was worldwide, and then Luke Fox was just in Gotham. Yeah. I don't know. It um, It's weird that they are trying to sort of keep it a secret. They're trying to make you think it's Luke Fox. Um, but it's kind of out there already that, like, here's who it actually is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, what I do like is all the rogues have little gangs. That's very, like, Batman Beyond. I like that. Oh, yeah. The the the, the Bane, Bane Litos. Yeah, the Bane Litos who operate out of little Santa Prisca in Gotham. <laughs> I think that's really cute. Yeah, that do- it is very reminiscent of, like, the Jokers with a Z from yeah. Batman Beyond. You know, I'm going to be honest. So uh, this goes for like all of this future state stuff that takes place in Gotham. Um, I was expecting more cyberpunk 
stuff. Mm. Like, they teased this, they talked about this as like a cyberpunk Gotham. Yeah. And I don't think it's cyberpunk enough for me. Like, I was thinking it was going to be like Batman Beyond. Yeah. Where there's like gene modding and like... Well... Huge wealth disparity. It just sort of seems... It kind of is. I guess. Especially in the in the Robin comic. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. about like gene modification. Um, it, it it more seems like it's, it's just subtle. like a whole city is underneath of the the uh, magistrate, which is the big security company's thumb. Yeah. And honestly, it reminds me a lot of like the plot line of the Arkham Knight game, mm-hmm. where sort of like the entire city is taken over by these militaristic forces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the cyberpunk aspects are going to come out slowly, but they are there. mm -hmm. You know, you just have to like kind of dig for them. They're not like super like overt. mm -hmm. Um, Can I move on to the Harley Quinn comic? I want to talk more about this Batman comic because there's there's multiple parts to it. So the first part is the next Batman, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, about... Batman, which isn't Bruce Wayne, because Bruce Wayne is dead. Spoiler alert, he's not. <laughs> um, and I just, I didn't find it, like, intriguing at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, it didn't really, I don't know. It didn't, like, mean anything to me, that first comic. Yeah, I mean. It was kind of vanilla. It's going to be a slow burn. I'm sure once yeah. the second the second issue comes out, there will be more story uh-huh. to build off from i like the katana comic because there's there's three parts to this comic there's it's uh next batman katana and the outsiders right mm-hmm. and then the last part is what is it arkham knights i think yeah is oh, what it's called so cool. yeah so that's what i was gonna say so i, I just i want to talk about katana first <laughs> okay yeah. so the katana one i it, the story was okay i thought the art in the katana one was gorgeous yeah the 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 way that there's this panel in there where she where katana is infiltrating like an underground base and it's a full page spread of her going from level to level and you follow it like zigzagging back and forth across the page until she gets to like the very bottom of the base. And it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It was really cool. It's a really, really awesome panel. And then we move on to the Arkham Knights, which is a group of villains who have like come together to fight the the, the magistrate forces in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one was really cool. So they're all... Uh... Not escaped, I guess. They're all like people who were in in Arkham, mm-hmm. but they're under the direction of like Arkham's granddaughter. Or yeah, yeah. Amadeus Arkham, I think, is the guy who yeah. ran the, and and it's his granddaughter who's trying to help rehabilitate the 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 criminals, mm-hmm. um, but also using their powers to fight back against the the forces of. Of the magistrate. Yeah. And it's kind of brilliant. I mean, she's got uh, Zaz is on her team, Two-Face. Yep. Um, and it's it's very cool because, like, she's, you know, Zaz is, like, a murderous monster. So she's, like, who better to, like, unleash on yeah. people who need to be put down? And I mean, Two-Face is, like, a brilliant lawyer. Who better to, like, help her with these schemes and plans? Yeah, he's, like, a second-in-command to her. Yeah. So it's very cool. I really want to read more about that. Um, yeah. I thought it was the most interesting of all of them, at least story-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, let's move on to the next one. Okay, so the Harley Quinn one, I hope gets better. I think it's only a two-parter, though, so I'm like, meh. Um, it was in really interesting art style, and I liked the setup. She's basically, uh, 
captured in Arkham, which is being run by Jonathan Crane, but he's like not in a scarecrow uniform. He's like, you know, just like, oh, I'm good now. I'm going to you're and you're going to help me capture all the villains that are on the outside. He's not necessarily good. He's, he's wor- working for the magistrate. He's working for the magistrate. He's working for the security forces. But um, it was really hard to tell what was going on. Like, he would basically ask her, like, how do we kidnap, how do we capture this person? And she would give them a plan. And, like, the panels would just, like, show her, like, talking through the plan. And at the end of, like, four panels, they would be like, and then they did that. And they got him. Well, it was supposed to be, like, her talking about the plan. And then the panel beneath it was showing them carrying out the plan that she was dictating. It just wasn't, like detail it was like i couldn't really tell what was happening at all okay it was like a heist movie where like in a heist movie a lot of times they wait until the plan is going down to explain to explain what the plan actually is i get that looking at it visually i could not understand what was going on okay at all uh so i didn't really like that one that much uh i hope that she gets to do a little bit more than just like sit in a room and talk yeah i hope she gets a little more agency (laughs) Um, there is also going to be a Suicide Squad, uh, comic for Future State, so I, she's probably going to be in that one. That one also is going to have Peacemaker, who makes an appearance in the Suicide Squad movie, so maybe we'll talk about him next week, because it seems like they're kind of setting him up to be, like, a big, like, care about this character, because he's going to be a big part of the Suicide Squad movie, because John Cena really wants to be an actor like Dwayne Johnson, (laughs) and we're just going to let him have that. Um, I think Batista was supposed to originally play that character. Oh, really? Yeah, I read an article today that he turned down being in the Suicide Squad movie to be in Zack Snyder's next movie, uh, which I think is maybe part of the, like, George A. Romero, Dawn of the Dead movies. Okay. I'll look that up, though, while we're (laughs) we're recording. I haven't heard of that, so... Not sure. I mean, Zack Snyder's already made a Dawn of the Dead movie, so... That just made sense to me. Like, oh, this is like Blank of the Dead. It's probably in the same series. Okay. Not sure, though. Okay. I'll look it up. Uh, But yeah, Batista decided he'd rather work with Zack Snyder uh, because he's a big fan of his. And he was like, you know, I love James Gunn. Love working with him on Guardians. But I'm going to give up being in the Suicide Squad movie because I really want to work with Zack Snyder. Maybe you wanted to change your pace. Yeah, I want to change the pace. Batista's trying to be like, you know, no disrespect to Dwayne. No disrespect to John Cena. Batista is trying to be like a real, actual, serious actor, like with credibility and not just like, hey, we got a wrestler for our movie. And like, yeah, Dwayne Johnson is like one of the biggest celebrity movie stars out there. He doesn't choose his projects with like a lot of care, I feel. I mean, he always like brings it, but he's more of like a spectacle than anything. It's more like, hey, look, we got The Rock to be in our movie. He's kind of like a novelty actor. Yeah. He's been in a lot of novelty movies. Like, what was that? Tooth Fairy and... Or no, Babysitter? Mm, Tooth Tooth Fairy, I think. Tooth Fairy? Okay. And then, uh, like, the Jumanji movie and stuff. Like, he's just kind of a spectacle. Yeah, he's big. He's big (laughs) and he works out a lot. And, like, so does Batista. But, like, Batista has some, like, real acting chops. He's got charisma, too, though. Like, he's been in animated stuff. Dwayne? Dwayne Johnson? I mean, yeah. He's really good in Moana and all that stuff. Um, But Batista is, like, Drax made me cry in Guardians (laughs) and Guardians, too. Like, he's a fantastic actor. He was really, really good in the new Blade Runner movie. 
Um, so I'm excited to see what, what Dave's going to bring to the table. And it's, all, it's good that he's like a little older. You know, he's... I forget which character he played in that he movie. He was... Remember the first scene where... Uh, what's his name? Where Ryan Gosling goes to like the house with the tree... And he like oh, interrogates like, that was right. Batista. Yeah, 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 that's right. No, yeah. no, I, now I do remember He's him being in that so movie. Good. He's okay. so good. Okay. I love Batista. Okay, all respect to Dave Batista. We stand. Um, but yeah, he's not Peacemaker. He's John Cena's Peacemaker. Okay, come on. We're like 60 minutes okay, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh Dark Detective. So this one was very cyberpunk, I felt. I felt this one was very, very cyberpunky. Maybe. Especially, I just with like all the like giant billboards. Um, so in this one, you know, spoiler alert, Bruce Wayne's not dead. Um... I really so he's going around because he's he faked his death or he had to like pretend to fake his death. We're not really sure yet, um, but he like is forced into hiding, so he doesn't have any money and he doesn't have any of his gadgets, and he's just sort of like forced to do everything with like his own brains. But he's walking around Gotham and he sees this like gigantic memorial of him and like you know whatever Gotham's Times Square is supposed to be, and that Go- I thought was Gotham very Square. Gotham, Gotham Square, Gotham, yeah. Gotham City Square. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was very, like, cyberpunky was seeing all these, like, gigantic hologram billboards. And yeah, stuff. I think there is a girl with, like, a, a hologram on her phone or something that she's looking at. Yeah. But that's just, I don't know. I guess that is cyberpunk, but it's not, like, punk enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robin Eternal. That okay. one, I feel, is pretty cyberpunky. And what, what were your were... thoughts on the, the Dark Detective? Dark Detective? I just said, I liked, uh, I liked that he has to rely on his wits. Okay. I mean, he does, what does he do in that comic? He kind of, he beats up uh, a group of kids, right? <laughs> who, who are, who are like mugging somebody. I think so. Yeah. It, it's mostly just sort of yeah. backstory as to like why he's presumed dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's not really much to tell yet. That's another one that's going to be part one of four. So like they haven't really gotten into like the story. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of doing setup. Uh, Robin Eternal. This one I feel is pretty cyberpunky. I mean... He okay. Yeah. So um Yeah, for sure. It's, it's Tim it's Tim. Tim Drake. Tim Drake as Robin. Yeah. And he uh is like, you know, kind of on his own. Batman has died, he thinks. Um He's doing like reconnaissance missions to try and take down the magistrate, it seems. Yeah. Uh he teams up with uh Stephanie Brown, yep. a former Robin, now known as Spoiler. Um you were talking about, like, you want people to have, like, you know, implants and, like, stuff. He has that friend with, like, the high-tech uh, hearing aid. It's just a regular hearing that's aid, kinda, isn't it? It's kind of cyberpunk. <laughs> I, well, it looks cool. It looks like a piercing. Oh, does but it? But it's a hearing aid. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Um, there's, like, a whole... There's a couple pages in that one where... They're just talking they're, in sign language. They're just yeah. talking in sign language. And there's a little note that's, like, just so you know, this isn't in the correct tense for American Sign Language. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a, a cool way to tell the story. Um, I also like anything that involves Lazarus Pits. Oh, and yeah. And the whole story with Robin Eternal is that they're chasing down these, like, uh... They're, like... Implants that they're gonna put in the magistrate's robots that are from the Lazarus Pits, which yeah. makes them immortal. It's crazy. It's very, it's very cyberpunk. I like it. Um, also, so there's a character that shows up in Future State. They keep mentioning him. They keep referencing him in Gotham City. He's Peacekeeper number one, and he's definitely Jason Todd. And you I don't said know that, that here for sure. No, I'm saying it right here, right now, January thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Peacekeeper is Jason Todd. You heard it here first. Folks. Peacekeeper number one. Yes. He literally is just, he's Red Hood, but he's got a blue helmet on. He is Jason. He's, he's, and Tim I'm, has a line where he's like, Jason's helping the people who killed Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in. That's in. Oh, that is in Robin. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, I was gonna say that's in Suicide or not Suicide Teen Titans. No, yeah, that's in okay. Robin. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on Robin Eternal? Not really. I thought it was a fun story. I think it's a really fun story. Um, I get. I guess like out of all the ones that we read, I would probably recommend getting uh, the Batman next Batman one and this Robin Eternal one. Uh, if only because I think that the the Arkham Knights story is worth reading, and then mm-hmm. this Robin Robin one is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, also like Teen Titans. That one uh, is really interesting because it's the first appearance of Red X in the mm-hmm. comics. Um, do you want to talk a little about Red X? You're more of a Teen Titans fan than I am. Yeah, it's a, so it's a character from the Teen Titans television show, and it's a it's an alter ego of uh, Robin, which is I think in that TV show um, Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, they they never actually say it outright, but when his uh, Batmite alike, uh, uh, whatever his name is. Oh shoot, Larry. His name is Larry. He's like a fourth dimensional being that like pops in and okay. he says his name, it's it's Dick Grayson backwards. Oh, cute. Um <laughs> uh but anyway, so yeah, in a in a less funny storyline, uh Red X is like Robin's alter ego when he joins up with Slade and he like helps Slade out with a couple of things, but I think in the end he's like, "Oh, I'm actually doing reconnaissance." I wanted to make Slade think that I was working for him, but I was gathering info, mm. something along those lines. The team thinks that they, that he's betrayed them, sort of thing. But he doesn't. Re- he does. He doesn't actually like show up. They see the Red X mask in this, and then at the very end of the comic, somebody puts it on. Yeah, and we don't know who that somebody is. Could be Damian Wayne. Could be. Yeah. I have a question. What? Because I, I was not really a Teen Titans fan. I might go back and watch it. Okay. Is Slade uh, Deathstroke? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Slade Why do they Wilson. Because Slade? Slade Wilson is his like real name. Yeah. What do you mean? How yeah? come in the sh- in the show they don't call him Deathstroke? They call him Slade. I don't know. I, it's possible that there was some like we can't call him Deathstroke. Maybe censors like TV censors because it was a kids cartoon. They mm. didn't want like. The name Death- Deathstroke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, they just just call him Slade. That's weird. Um. All right. So big news, guys. Big big Batman news. Huge breaking story right now. You heard it here first this time. Uh, Mountain Dew Riddler's Brew. It's coming. <laughs> what? It's coming. It's a tie-in to the Batman. You didn't tell me this before we started recording. Yeah, I know you're excited. Mountain Dew. Riddler's well, you know Brew. I do the Dew. <laughs> he does do the Dew. Um, Mountain Dew Riddler's Brew. It's a new flavor of Mountain Dew coming out to tie in to the like Batman. Tastes like riddles. <laughs> no, we can't. No. I'm going to get sued. Gimmick infringement. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's blue. It's... What? Okay. It's blue. Okay. Rebecca. Yeah? I think that we need to have a talk here. Yeah? The Riddler, right? The character, the Riddler in the Batman movies and comics? Yeah. His suit uh, is green. Yep. Yeah. His his hat is green. Uh-huh. Sometimes his mask is purple. Uh-huh. Sometimes he is associated with the color purple as well, but mostly green. Well... It's blue. <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know. They already have a green drink. They could have just slapped a big Riddler question mark on the front of this. And been like, Riddler's brew! 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so this isn't the first time the Mountain Dew has had a tie-in with Batman. They had multiple tie-ins with the Dark Knight Rises back in 2012, what? including a flavor called Dark Berry. People think this might just be like a reskinned Dark Berry. Oh boy! So Riddler's Brew, get I that honestly... get that in your flavor hole. <laughs> Is that the tagline? Yeah. <laughs> get at me, Mountain Dew. I will write your taglines. <laughs> Mountain Dew, Dew Riddler's, Riddler's Brew. Brew. Get that in your flavor hole. <laughs> uh, maybe we should do it. We'll do a tasting on on, the, yeah. on a future episode <laughs> once it goes out. I mean, we have to bring it to the movie theater when we see the Batman movie. We're not seeing the Batman movie in theaters. Why not? I'm never going to a movie theater again. It comes out in like 2022. <laughs> I'm never seeing a movie ever again. I got a big TV and HBO Max. <laughs> Uh, okay. Was that, the, was that the news? Yep, that's all the news. It's all the news that's fit to print, as the New York Times likes to say. Oh, boy. Mandu, Ridley's through. Get it in your flavor hole. <laughs> Do the Jew. All right. So polka dot man. Uh, Detective Comics number three hundred. Are we gonna go over the comic first, or do you want to do Rogue Roundup? I first? mean, this is like his. This is one this of is his, his origin. This is like one of his only appearances. Yep. So let's go over the comic. Okay. Um, and that way we can get his his gimmicks down, and then we can talk a little more about where he ended up. Mm-hmm. Which again is not very much. <clears throat> So, Polka Dot Man, also known as Mr. Polka Dot. Mm -hmm. Uh, First appearance is in Batman, or sorry, Detective Comics uh, 300 from February 1962. Uh, The Bizarre Polka Dot Man. It even is called the Bizarre, whatever. What? It's called the Bizarre Polka Dot Man. Even though he he calls himself himself Mr. Polka Dot in this, yeah. Whatever. So, it was written by Bill Finger. The penciler was Sheldon Maldoff. The inker was Charles Paris. Maybe they were looking at all the villains, like, as they were starting... To write the story, and they're like, "Oh, we got a lot of mans." Yeah, <laughs> Mister Polka Dot. We need to do a Mister something. Although they also did Mister Freeze, right? Or no, they yeah, but oh, first it was Mister Zero, Mister right. Zero. Yeah. Um. All right. So this one opens up with the dynamic duo patrolling on the rooftops. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Before that, yeah, we get a mention of the rising price of comic books. Uh, they they talk about how this magazine it went from ten cents to twelve cents. Which I did adjusted for inflation, and that's a dollar and three cents, which is a lot less than what we pay for comics nowadays. I know the ones we bought this week were like what, like eight bucks? Yeah, for for the big ones with like three stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay, uh, so this isn't a Josh's fact corner because I did not, I wasn't able to fact check this. Okay, uh, but. I, I sort of looked up, like, why are comics a lot more expensive? Because if they had stayed the same pricing range, they would be, like, a dollar. Mm-hmm. And it has to do a little bit with a, a few different factors. One of them is that they weren't sold at newsstands anymore. Mm-hmm. So they had to be sold at specialty shops. They had to be sold at, like, comic book shops. Mm-hmm. Um, and that caused the market to shrink. And the market, like, had been shrinking as well for them. So in order to make, like, the same profit margins... While they were selling less comics, they had to raise the price. Um, if you look at like the historical cover prices of comics, the big jump is from like 1990 to 1995, mm-hmm. um, and the 90s was right around that time that pe- that like comic books were doing 
a lot of gimmicky stuff to try and sell more. Like mm-hmm. that was when like Death of Superman came out, oh, and yeah. they were like, they were like, it's Death of Superman. You gotta buy it. Buy buy like five of them because it's gonna be worth <laughs> something. You know, yeah. Just for him to come back a year later with long hair. Yeah, yeah, bad haircut. Um, <laughs> bad. Get out. <laughs> I. Are, is this, we're really gonna have this argument over whether or not uh, what's it called? Um, what is that haircut called? Oh, a mullet? Oh, yeah. Whether or not mullet Superman is actually hot. Mullet Superman. Mullet Superman is him at his most powerful. <laughs> so there you go. This is not a Superman podcast. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, but anyway, so that was that was part of it. Was you know, Margaret shrunk. They they had to they had to sell at specialty shops. Printing prices went up a little bit, but that doesn't really account for because they print it on better quality paper now. Like they don't print it on whatever that is, like pulp, you know? Yeah. Do you want to um, uh, include the link to that, like, 12-part YouTube series oh. that you saw? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have to find it. Yeah, let's put that in the description, because I want to watch it. Yeah? And maybe our readers will, or our listeners will as well. There's, like, a 13-part documentary about the, the rise and fall of comics or something. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, okay, Let, let's move on now. It, it, the comic opens up with Batman and Robin on the rooftops. Yeah, they're prowling. patrolling the city. Uh, they see three people entering a cleaning plant from the roof. This is a, the first comic in a while that hasn't taken place in broad daylight. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to actually see Batman at night. I, I like to see them crime fighting instead yeah. of serving ice yeah. cream to children. Oh, you know what else I forgot to say? The, so the comic gives us a spoiler right at the beginning. It tells us that Polka Dot Man meets his downfall. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, that's fine. They give it away. We knew. That's true. Uh, so Batman and Robin uh, swoop down inside this cleaning plant and kick the guns out of the hands of two criminals. However, they did see three criminals entering. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third gang member appears, looking wonderful, um, and immediately introduces his gimmick, which I thought was super helpful. Uh, he says, call me Mr. Polka Dot, an odd name, but an apt one, for I shall use my inventive dots to make my name known throughout the underworld. Watch. And I love that, that he's like, listen, I know you're confused. Give me a second. I can explain. Yeah, this is a loud costume I've got right he now. He looks like a living twister board. Oh, I guess he does. Yeah, he it, really does. So he's like a, it's like a white skin tight suit with uh, black pants, black superhero, like... Shorts. Shorts. Booty shorts. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got these red specks, yeah, which make They're, his eyes look hollow. Yeah, it's very like um, like nineteen nineties Mister Freeze. Yeah, a little very bit creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, so his gimmick is that he's covered in these dots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I thought he looks like he's covered in pepperonis, especially because the first <laughs> one he pulls off is red. <laughs> And I'm like, mmm, delicious. Pepperoni man. <laughs> yeah, I, I did read this part before we ate dinner, so I was a little hungry. <laughs> uh, the dots come off his costume and miraculously change uh, into different things. This one that he immediately throws at Batman and Robin uh, changes into a buzzsaw and it's headed right for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, in fact, hits a target above them. It hits a carpet that's hanging above them, which traps them. Mm-hmm. Which made me, you remember a couple episodes ago where I like did a couple tests to see how hard it would be for me to get out of a room with my eyes closed? <laughs> I kind of wanted to do a test to see how hard it would be to get a carpet off of me. Yeah. Because <laughs> it takes them a couple of minutes. We don't have a big carpet. I just feel like even if I was trapped under there with another person like would it really take that long to get out from underneath the carpet uh i guess if the carpet was really heavy you just it just walk towards the light you don't you can't walk with it. you gotta like push it off yourself i guess i don't know 
I couldn't I couldn't do the experiment. Okay. But maybe next time. Uh, <laughs> so they eventually escape and they see Polka Dot Man uh, just in time for him to take another dot off of his chest, which turns into a flying saucer. This is the kind of wacky stuff that I love from the Silver Age. Yeah, I was laughing the whole time I was watching this. <laughs> Absolute sci-fi, like, BS. They don't even they don't even really explain how he's doing it or why like no. how they get bigger or anything. He's just like, I can electrically control it with my belt. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the other part. Is he uh helpfully explains that he can control it with his belt. Which doesn't even come back. Like it's not exposition that actually matters. Yeah, he's just bragging. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, it's so high tech, aren't I cool? It's not like they take his belt off to stop him from using them. It's he just like says it. Yeah. Uh so Robin notices the cleaning place that they just heisted. Uh, was called spot cleaning. Uh-huh. And since Gotham criminals are stupid and obsessive, they know that all of his crimes will relate to dots and spots. Yeah. So it makes it a little easier to, you know, cut down on where they think he's going to strike next. There's also a lot of polka dot puns in these these panels. Yeah. Like, like overboard. I dot the Gotham City with my on-the-spot crimes. And even Batman and Robin join in on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like a spot arrest or something. Yeah. He'll have to avoid a spot arrest. It's too much. Dial it back. <laughs> Dial it back. They can. It's the 60s. Uh, so we cut to Polka Dot Man's lair, which is just as you would expect. <laughs> uh, walls are covered in polka dots. Looks just like his suit. Big, loud orange walls. Beautiful. I would want to live there. I feel like if I... I like am getting a migraine looking at that panel. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> living inside of it. I don't know if anybody lives in there, though, because honestly, all we see in these panels is the polka dot wall and, like, a table where they're counting money. Yeah. Which, like, it's is that all there is? Yeah, it doesn't even look like that much cash. That's, like, if those are, what, like, 20s? Mm-hmm. That's going to be, like... 500 bucks or something? 500, 600 bucks. Yeah. They, <laughs> this wasn't... I mean, well, it was 1960. Even in so. 62, I don't know if that's, like, enough to break into a carpet factory for. Yeah, especially for, like, how much your suit must cost. Oh, yeah, that's true. Crazy. If, if these, if these like, Silver Age villains were to put their power... Use their powers for good, we would have had a cure for cancer, like, 40 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so he does explain that his dots are hooked up to wires inside of his costume. And then when, so when they're attached to his costume, they're neutral. And when he rips one off, it's activated electronically and then does the job for which it was gimmicked. But like, how does he memorize which one does what? Like, what if color. he forgets? By color. By color? Yeah. Well, I mean, all the red ones don't do the same thing, right? How do you know that? I think he uses the Oh, the red later. one is like the flame one later? Yeah. Don't, um, don't spoil the comic. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this one's red. He uses the red <laughs> one to make the flying saucer. Oh. Uh, well, they didn't have that many colors to draw with back then. Okay. It's a slightly different shade of red. We just can't see it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Imperceptible to the human eye. Sure. It's only, um, what is it, like shrimps can see like a bazillion colors? Oh, yeah. They can yeah. see like on the ultraviolet only, spectrum. Only shrimps can see it. <laughs> Okay, so when the dot is done being used, it disintegrates, which uh, Batman and Robin are able to see when they go back in the carpet factory uh, to look for clues. Uh, They find that there are no clues because the dot disintegrates. They can't even take it back to the lab and analyze how it works or see if it traces back to uh, Polka Dot Man at all. Just like the squids in uh, the Watchmen television show. Yeah, I love that show. Um, So they're watching television the next night, and they see that Rand Jafir who is a visiting um, 
like emissary from some country, um, is visiting his country's embassy there in Gotham City. And not only is he wearing an expensive turban with a pearl in it, he also has a pet leopard. Yeah. So it's like he's wearing a big sign that says, like, please, Polka Dot Man, please come rob me of my giant pearl. Yeah, I just, in my notes, <laughs> all I have is, oh no, another turban jewel. <laughs> I was, okay, what is with the fancy turban? Because, <laughs> like, okay. It's it's 2021. Uh-huh. You know, we we've all watched the news for, you know, the past two decades. I see people who live in the Middle East on my television quite often. I have never once seen a Middle Eastern person wearing a turban with a gigantic jewel in it, whether, you know, just a regular person walking down the street or like the leader of a country. Why wear all these jeweled turbans now? Maybe it was a fashion trend in the 60s. That's what I thought is I'm like, did it, was it all the rage before like the cultural revolution? (laughs) Did like the crackdown of like Sharia law be like no more fancy Turbans. All right, here's our two. Is the Iranian Cultural Revolution one? Women can't get jobs. Two, no more fancy turbans. We keep getting robbed in Gotham City. We cannot do this anymore. So, in the opinion of this podcast, topple the Ayatollah and bring back fancy turbans for the people. Oh man! All right. I think it might have just. I don't know. It's probably just like uh, they saw it in movies a lot, yeah. and that's what. They were like, that just must be what it's like, because that's what Hollywood does. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Um, Yeah, I I see a fancy turban, and I get nervous. I know that's (laughs) going to get stolen. Um, My other question was like, what, why, okay, so obviously in the very next panel, he's getting robbed by Polka Dot Man, obviously. Why doesn't this, like, emissary with his, like, leopard, why doesn't he have any kind of, like, security Security detail? Detail. I mean, do they think the leopard's going to be enough? Yeah, probably. I mean, it, they, we do get the, the like, more information about this leopard later on that leads me to believe that he would think that the leopard would be enough. Yeah. He says that the leopard was in the basement. Otherwise, he would be, you know, tearing out the throat of Polka Dot Man. Yeah. If I had a leopard and that was my only protection, I would not just be like, all right, you're going to sit in the basement now. I got work to do. <laughs> like, I'd keep, I'd keep that thing on me. <laughs> my protection leopard (laughs) he even says later that he uses it to like hunt and stuff yeah that's what i was saying yeah all right weird uh so polka dot man is there when batman and robin get there Mm because obviously they know he's gonna strike there and he rips a polka dot off of his suit and throws a sun at batman blinding him yeah this is like sunspot the third time we've seen batman get blinded by the light yeah (laughs) I knew that would set you off. Is that why I had that stuck in my head 20 minutes ago? Because <laughs> I read this comic? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, he doesn't get Robin in that like cross of the, the blinding sun that he the, throws. I mean, it's a flash grenade almost. Yeah. So Robin's able to get away... No, he has to save Batman first. So, yeah. so Batman is standing on this like long rug, and Robin tugs on the rug and makes Batman fall to the ground, yeah. <laughs> which saves him. And then Robin dodges out of the way of the the flaming ball as well. Yeah, which then like <laughs> ruins a column in the hotel that they're in. I guess they don't go into it. Um, but they try to go after Polka Dot Man, but unfortunately, he's thrown another polka dot. And uh, he and his gang fly away in a bubble like Glinda the Good Witch, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And, and Robin, or was it Robin or Batman, says, I can't use my bat rope. It's Batman. Yeah, yeah, Batman says, I can't use my bat rope to grab them. Why not? 
because uh, they're in a bubble, Joshua. What's it supposed to hug on to? The bubble. He can't get it like, can he not get it wide enough? He can't make like a lasso wide enough to wrap around the bubble? No, probably not. That bubble's like this, it's wider than three men standing shoulder to shoulder. Okay. That's a big bubble. Okay. I, I believe you. Yeah. It's got to be at least, I mean, let's see here. I mean, if we assume that uh, Polka Dot Man is like, even if we assume he's like six foot, that bubble's got to be like eight foot, eight foot tall, eight foot across. Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. That's it's, a big bubble. It's a big bubble. So they can't get the bubble. They fly away to who knows where. Do you think he control the he can control the bubble with his yeah. utility belt as well? Yeah, he must be able to. Very strange. Why else would they set that up in the beginning if that wasn't true for every single one so. of them? I would want the rest of the comic just to be like... <laughs> him floating him in the floating sky. floating away in his gang being like, why did you do this to us? <laughs> and being like, I can't control Oh no, it. the only one that I can't control. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next night, Polka Dot Man robs a toy factory with atomic dots on the logo. The night after that, he hits a nightclub called the Ink Spot. And the night after that, he hits a game company called Domino Game Company. Yeah, it's such a shame that we get a montage of these instead of a full look at the crimes. It's just going to be more of the same. They yeah. can only they can only fit so many crimes in, in 13 pages, you know? Yeah, okay. They're all probably just like this. Also, it doesn't seem like Batman and Robin get to these ones in time. There's like no, yeah, too he... many dot-based things around town. Yeah. So uh, in the underworld, the criminals are very impressed by Polka Dot Man. And in the overworld, Batman and Robin have split up. And they're each uh, watching a different Polka Dot-themed place that they think that Polka Dot Man might hit. Uh, Batman is watching a uh, bullseye something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... It's, it's hard to see. It just says bullseye and then it's kind of cut off. Mm-hmm. I don't know, an archery factory, let's say. <laughs> and Robin's watching an, uh, an ice skating rink, uh, which has like a flag with a polka dot on it, uh, which is like an old symbol for ice skating, a red ball. Um, and he runs in just in time to see that Polka Dot Man has grabbed the gate receipts. He's grabbed the gate receipts. <laughs> He's got the gate receipts <laughs> from the skating rink, uh, which is very sad. And he gets on his skates really fast and he runs up to Polka Dot Man and but okay so here here's where the polka dots really lost me and for before this i was like okay like yeah it's like weird tech but it's not that weird i can kind of see how how this is all working but at this point polka dot man throws dots that then turn into (laughs) fists that pummel robin and here's where i thought so okay so here's where i thought is this magic? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. So How he, is any of this explained by science or engineering at all? He throws a dot at Robin. The dot begins to be, begins to get larger, and then it breaks off into multiple dots, which then turn into fists. Mm-hmm. And we're not shown like them changing. We're just shown like one panel is dots, and then the next panel is. What is that? Five or six? Yeah, huge fists. Disembodied hands that begin beating Robin. <laughs> Eight. Which is honestly my favorite panel in this whole comic. It's very weird. Is Bo- Robin getting beat up by disembodied hands? I just, it's magic. It's not explained at all. While he's like falling over on ice skates. Yeah. Not a good look for our boy. No. <laughs> you hate to see it. All right, so. Having had enough, Robin goes to uh, Ran Jafir 
to borrow his leopard. His, <laughs> he tries to call Batman, but his radio is broken. Because he fell on it he like fell a clot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I really love this part because uh, Jafir says, Many times I have used Dagar, that's his kitty, uh, to track down killers in the jungle to their lairs. Dagar will obey me and help you. And I'm like, oh, he good cat. I uh, didn't know that there was such a thing as a trained leopard. Yeah. You know what? I Like a... Like a it's like a scent-seeking leopard, like yeah. a dog. Well, this next part, yeah. The uh, the leopard leads him to Polka Dot Man's hideout using a scent trail. I had no idea that cats can follow scent trails. Why are there no police cats? <laughs> They're too lazy. Yeah, well, hmm. Mm. <laughs> they fit right They're, in. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'd be better for like a traffic cop duty where they just like sit in their car most of the time? Yeah. No, they'd fall asleep, and then we would have chaos and lawlessness. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If cats can follow scent trails, why doesn't anyone try to train cats? I feel like cats are just so underappreciated. Like, people don't think they can do anything, but they're really smart. They are. They, my, they have a lot of abilities. My cat can do three tricks. It's true. You know what? People use cat. I mean, people use cats for uh, for hunting mice and stuff. The, yeah. They have, like, mouser cats. Yeah. That's, that's a job for a cat. Cats have jobs. Some cats have jobs. We don't pay them. Well, nobody pays police dogs either. Do pay police dogs? <laughs> where, where, where would they put the money? They can't open a bank account. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yes, I'd like to open a bank account. <laughs> for yourself? No, for my dog. For my police dog. He's got to have somebody somewhere to put his direct deposit. Dogs don't get paid. His direct dog posit. <laughs> You just think you're so clever. <laughs> His direct deposit. <laughs> like, pause. <laughs> I don't think I'm clever. I know I'm clever. <laughs> we're cutting all of this out. No, we're not. No cuts. <laughs> all right. So, uh, like I said, we lead him on to the he, lair he, of the, the polka dot yeah, man. Yeah, the leopard leads him to the lair of the polka dot man. Which happens to be in an abandoned tank in the city dump. So not only is this place covered in polka dots, it smells. <laughs> I would you hate to be You don't know what there. the tank was for. It could have just been a water tank. Water doesn't smell that much. Mm, I guess. What if it's, it was in a, a, it's in the city dump. What if it was, <laughs> it was like a beer tank and it just, it's like sticky and smells like yeast all the time. But it's in the city dump. Of course it smells. <laughs> all right. So Polka Dot Man knocks out Robin and uh, Polka Dot Man takes Robin, puts him in a cage and he takes a leopard and like locks him up too. Um, and he plans to use Robin to write a note that will lead Batman into a death trap. Um, and he says he's going to trick Robin into writing a note to Batman that will lead him into a death trap. However, Robin is not really knocked out. He's pretending to be unconscious. Mm -hmm. So he does overhear the plan and he tries to think of a plan of his own. Mm -hmm. Um, Man says something about committing one more crime to impress the Gotham underworld. He also says his dot crimes were a puzzle that Batman couldn't solve. Why does he need to commit one more crime? Because it's a puzzle uh, that Batman can't solve. It seems like the criminal underworld was already impressed by him. We already had a panel earlier in the comic where they're like reading the newspaper and they're like, wow, Batman's really been bested this time. Well, you know, he's a criminal. He can't 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 be satisfied. Yeah. Compulsion. It's like uh, like Lay's chips. Pringles? Pringles chips. Once you pop, you can't stop? Yeah. Put that in your flavor well, hole. Once, <laughs> once you commit a crime, you can't stop. Yeah, don't commit crimes, kids. 
Uh, I feel like I go back and forth on that every single week. What? Sometimes I'm like, don't commit crimes. And, and sometimes t- I'm like, do, it's fun. <laughs> Look. Uh, anyway, so. Well, when your crime involves killing a big cat, don't do it. Because I think that I'm pretty sure that that's like a federal crime. Yeah. They're, those are things that are like protected. Yeah. Um, here's the other weird thing. So Pokemon Man says he's going to trick Robin. But then when Strong wakes up, he just threatens to kill the leopard. <laughs> That's not really much of a trick. He's like, do this or the cat gets it. It's not even like, do this or I'll kill you. He's like, do this or I will literally kill this kitty. And Robin's like, I can't do that to Ranjafir. Yeah, he's like, Ranjafir will miss his cat. He'll be so sad and like, good. Ugh, I'm so glad the cat makes it out alive. Spoiler alert. The, the trick is that he gets Robin to write this letter that he's asking him to write, which is a letter to Batman saying like, I am at this place. Come and save me. No, the letter says, uh, Mr. Polkadot has taken me prisoner. He boasts that you will never stop his next crime, next and greatest dot crime. And what the, he's going to do is he puts a little smear of mud on it. And the mud, he knows Batman will analyze and he'll go wherever that is. And that's where the death trap is. Okay. But yes. Robin's like, I've got a plan. So Batman doesn't fall for the trap. Because while Robin was writing out the letter that Polka Dot Man dictated to him, he was also poking uh, holes in the letter uh, to make a Braille message yeah. for Batman. Which means that uh, Robin can write with both hands at once. And knows Braille. And knows Braille, uh, which is like, it's called bimanual writing. Which hmm. is something, there's there's a president, ah, oh, you know what, I, I should have written it down because I'm blanking on it right now. There's a president who is, writ, who is rumored to have been able to write with Latin with one hand and Greek with the other hand at the same time. Cool. Um, but this is like, I think the bimanual thing is something that I saw online. It's not specifically the name for it because there's not really a name for it because it's not common. Mm-hmm. Not many, very many people can do it. Yeah. Hey, interesting. Um... There's also, you talk about this letter, but you don't talk about how Batman received the letter. Oh, from a little boy? It's just like a little kid (laughs) brings it to the police and is like, a guy paid me a dollar to bring this here. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like, why are kids taking bribes to deliver mail for strangers? It's hard out there in Gotham. You're 10, you gotta get a job. And your job is some guy in the like, criminal underworld. Hey, kid, deliver this to the chief of police. Yeah, a dollar you could buy. You buy ten like comics. five comics with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Well, less than ten because they're twelve cents. They're now. twelve cents now. What a rip. Okay, or four annuals. They say the annuals cost twenty five cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't fall for the trap because in Braille, Robin wrote a message out that said, mud, a trap, am in tank, city dump. And luckily, Batman was able to figure that out. So back in the Batcave, um, the dynamic duo looks at a map of the crimes and sees a solution to the puzzle. And I was very impressed with myself because they were like, can you solve it, dear reader? And most of the time I'm like, I'm not solving that. I don't care. But I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. It looks like a stick figure. Is it just supposed to be like a connect the dots stick figure thing? Um, and yeah, that was it. And the last the the last crime took place where the head should be of the stick figure. Mm-hmm. So I was very impressed with myself that I that I got it right. Um, so they meet Polka Dot Man at a map company, which is where he's doing his final heist. Um, 
And Bat and uh, Polka Dot Man is very surprised to see that Robin is free and Batman is not dead. Mm-hmm. They didn't fall for his trap. Batman intercepts his flying dot with a batarang. Um, and as he's, you know, hitting Polka Dot Man over and over with his flying batarangs, um, Polka Dot Man trips over a globe. Oh, no, he, and... he blinds him first. Batman oh, yeah, yeah. blinds the, Polka Dot Man. Blinds him with the batarang. With, with a glowing batarang? What does he call it? A flare batarang. A flare batarang. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that causes him to lose his balance. He falls on top of a globe and then... It's the end of his world of crime. <laughs> and then Batman punches him. And we get this this terrible close-up of his face, which, again, his eyes look hollow in this. It's terrifying. They do. He's got a big butt chin. It's very weird. <laughs> Strong jawline, Polka Dot Man. Um, so then they explain the uh, the meaning of the puzzle, which I was right about, was that it's a figure, a little stick figure. And uh, when you connect the dots, it makes a stick figure, and the map company made the head, and that's how they were able to figure it out. And Polka Dot Man is locked away for a while. For a long while. For a real long time. For a real long time. So, yeah, that's this comic. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about Polka Dot Man and his history? Uh, first, I think we should do the moral of the story. Oh. Moral of the story is wear sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing crimes, wear sunglasses. What if you're inside? Makes you look cool. Okay. <laughs> Makes you look cool. Uh, protects you from from flares. Mm-hmm. Protects you from uh, sun flare polka dots and flare batarangs. Mm. What if it's night and you're outside? Still. Still? Still wear, yeah, sunglasses. They make you look cool. All right. Wear sunglasses and um, explain your gimmick, just like right at the beginning. Don't keep them guessing. That's the other <laughs> moral of the story. It'll make you more marketable. Spell it out right away. Spell it out right away. Everyone needs to know what they're in for. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell me about Pokemon Man. Okay. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa. again, before we move on, one more one more thing. Okay. We get, a, we get an ad after the comic for an annual, which has uh, Batman Indian Chief and Batman, when Batman was Robin, which I think are really interesting and I might want to read. Yeah. Okay. Down further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. What? Yeah. (laughs) Batman the Magician, the Lord of Bat Manor. He's in a kilt. (laughs) Jungle Batman. Oh my God, he's not wearing anything. Oh my God. (laughs) I gotta read that one. Okay, okay. Let's move into Rogue Roundup. All right. So, uh, Polka Dot Man, or Mr. Polka Dot, Abner Krill is his real name. So, he's in this comic, Detective Comics number 300, which is 1962, and we don't see him again for 34 years. Wow. <laughs> when he shows up in the GCPD series. So in 1996, he shows up in GCPD number one, where he tries to rob a jewelry store with a baseball bat because he didn't have the money for a gimmicked costume. Oh, no. So he still wears a polka dot costume, but he doesn't have his like special polka dot <laughs> inventions. And uh, I guess Harvey Bullock responds and uh, beats up, beats him up. Mm. And it ends up like getting Bullock in trouble because Polka Dot Man like sues the police department for brutality or something. Oh my God. Hmm. 
GCPD is an interesting comic series. I tried to read it mm, like six years ago. I got through a couple of them. Bullock is like a big character in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if Bullock was made specifically for this animated series or not, but it came out like shortly after the animated series mm-hmm. and it, it heavily features Bullock. Which... I think he and Montoya were original. Originally, yeah, okay. Vitaz characters. Okay. Uh, so anyway. That was him, and then he, do- again, doesn't show up for a while. He doesn't show up until, like, the early to mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. He shows up in, like, a Batgirl comic in the early 2000s. Um, and then during Final Crisis, he joins a gang. So Final Crisis was in 2009. He joins a gang led by the Doom Patrol villain General Immortus, who is, like, immortal. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he's ancient. They never say how old he is, but he's kind of like a Rachel Ghoul type character. Okay. But he's like a villain of the Doom Patrol. Um, and he's given powers by a doctor who works for General Immortus. Um, ultimately, in one of the, these missions that he's going on, he gets his head crushed by a manhole cover. Oh. And dies. Oh, no. So uh, he dies in 2009 and doesn't show up again in the comics at all. Oh no. Hasn't showed up in New 52, hasn't showed up in Rebirth, yeah. as far as I can tell. I don't think he's been in Rebirth. Here's the thing with Rebirth, and that I noticed, okay, so I've been literally reading like all of Rebirth in the last yeah, two you've, weeks. Yeah, you've been binge reading Rebirth. <laughs> I've read like 60 issues. Um, it uses a ton of villains that no one's ever heard of. There's just like so many scenes of Batman just going from rooftop to rooftop. Kite Man shows up like eight or nine times. Um, but the Signal Man was in the last one I read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just all these like crazy old villains that have only appeared like once or twice. In the Silver and, Age stuff, yeah. Yeah, and Polka Dot Man nev- has never shown up. Yeah, I don't know what... So I like, guess he's dead. Yeah, he died in 2009. But then like, you know, we've had like reboot. We've had like two reboots. So we've had New 52 and Rebirth and he hasn't shown up in either of them. So I don't know if they, I mean, obviously they're not done with the character because they're putting him in this Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Um, but I, know, I didn't read anything that said he had been in a Suicide Squad comic. So I guess this is like the first time on, on screen, mm-hmm. the first time he's going to be in the Suicide Squad. I did see that he was in an Injustice comic. I know that's a different universe. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, he's he's had cameos in other stuff. Uh, he's got a, he he's has cameos in the Lego Batman games. He had a cameo in the Lego Batman movie. It was like a non-speaking part. Yeah, Brave and the Bold. He's been in the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, and he was in the Batman 1966 comic, which is like a comic that's based on the 66 television show. Hmm. Well, I'm excited to uh, see him in this movie, and I don't know since like the fact that he died in 2009 and hasn't come back mm-hmm. yet. Is a thing I'm a little worried about how long he's going to be in this movie. <laughs> um, it's actually ironic. I don't think I mentioned earlier, but it, isn't it ironic that his head gets squished by uh, a manhole cover since it's kind of a dot? Like it's oh, kind of, it's like yeah. a polka dot shape. That's a, the whole reason yeah. behind it. Uh, he's going to be played in this movie by a character or by an actor named uh, David Dasmelkian, mm-hmm. whose name you maybe haven't heard before, but he has been in quite a few things, and he's actually been in a lot of Batman media. Um, he was in The Dark Knight. He was only in a couple scenes. He sort of helps Joker. Uh, the part where they're in like the police parade, and Joker is like dressed as a as a cop. Uh, David Dasmelkian was his like henchman who was with him and uh, he gets thrown into the back of a an ambulance 
and uh, Aaron Eckert runs over to him and Harvey Dent. Yeah, Harvey and, Dent. And he sees his uh, police uniform says like Officer Rachel Dawes, and he doesn't have any lines. And apparently, uh, Christopher Nolan was like, so you have to intimidate him and like throw him off his game. And he was like, how am I supposed to do that without any lines? <laughs> and apparently, uh, he looked at the script and he saw that later there was like one line that says that his character was like a schizophrenic, and he's like, what if like all I can do is laugh? I can't speak, but all I can do is laugh. And so it's kind of an unsettling performance. It's it's pretty good. A little. Um, so he's mostly a character actor. He was also in the show, the TV show Gotham, which is his other appearance in uh, DC. Do you know what ca- character he played in Gotham? Yeah, he played Dwight C- Pollard. He was oh, only okay. in uh, two episodes. Oh, okay, okay. So, so not like a major character or a villain or anything? No, I didn't get very far into that show, so I don't know who that is. Okay. What, do you know what season it's from? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but, so if you have heard of David Dasmilkian or know him from anything, you probably know him from Ant-Man. Um, he plays Kurt, who is uh, Ant-Man's, like, Russian friend. He has some really, really funny lines in especially Ant-Man and the Wasp, where he's going off on all these tangents about Baba Yaga. I thought that was, that was probably the scene that made me laugh the hardest when I watched that, is when uh, the Phantom, whatever her name is, shows up and he's like, Baba Yaga! <laughs> that was wonderful um yeah he's a really interesting looking actor and i am excited to see what he can bring to this role and i think this is going to be his year as a breakout character actor i think we're going to see him in so many things after this we'll see he's also uh he's i don't know if they're friends but he collaborates frequently with uh denny which is why he was in blade runner uh and he's going to be in dune he's been in like a bunch of his movies oh okay so Denny Villeneuve is going to rise to the top and hopefully David Dasmilkian goes with him. <laughs> so good luck to him. I hope he doesn't die too early in this movie. In, oh, in the Suicide Squad movie? Yes. <laughs> we'll see. I, James Gunn has said it's like The Expendables. So I would assume that like it's a movie that's filled with action scenes and it and in every action scene, like one character dies. Somebody dies. Yeah, they like slowly get knocked off, if uh, I had to guess. Yeah. I hope it's not all at once. That no. happens a lot in comics where it's like, it's this whole team of people, and then the next scene, it's like, and they're all dead. Yeah. Whoops. No, I think it would be neat if they if they picked them off. Yeah. I just hope this movie holds my attention more than the first Suicide Squad movie did. It's got a different director and, and like I a know. different scriptwriter too, right? I know. I'm I'm holding out hope. I do. <laughs> I do usually like James Gunn. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Is that all we have to talk about today? I think that's all we got. Polka Dot Man. Get them in your flavor hole. No. Yeah. Don't do that. It's it's time to dot the I's and cro- also dot the T's. <laughs> so, uh, uh, two dots on either side of the T. Yeah. And people, it, it's like that optical illusion. People will draw a line in between. Yeah. They'll, with, subconsciously. They'll figure it out. Or that's like kind of a cute way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Polka Dot Man. Um, we hope you liked it. We hope you liked this episode of Batmates. Um, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to us on. Mm -hmm. Um, if you would like to give us any feedback, our inbox is open, uh, batmatespodcast at gmail.com. 
And uh, make it your New Year's resolution to tell three friends who like Batman all about our podcast. We've had some really, really steady listeners the last three episodes. We love all 13 of you. Thank you for being loyal. Um, But if you've got friends, please tell them about our podcast. We would love to grow our audience and... Uh, we are unable to go to any conventions and hand out business cards. And the one uh, comic shop in town told us we had to email the manager to put up our flyer. So <laughs> it might be a little while before we can grow our audience. But until then, we'll keep talking to you guys. And uh, we hope you're having a good time listening to us. Yep. Have a good uh, have a good week. Have a good week. See you and next we week. we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Batmates. Our logo was created by Savannah Storm. You can find her on Instagram at art.by.savvys. And our theme song was composed by Ben Dean. You can find him at tinyurl.com slash B-E-N-D-E-A-N-E. Thank you so much for listening.